we bring on the co-founder and CEO of Health via Modern Nutrition. So if your goal is like, hey, I want to fast, I want to lose weight, anything that you're eating is going to be counterproductive to that to a degree. I will say that, I mean, we're, we're here talking about the ketogenic diet. It's like some calories are better than others. Like I think we could say avocado better than a bowl of sugar. Like, and there's a really interesting study done on just straight ketones where you, if you have a hundred grams of ketones versus hundred grams of sugar, that people are significantly more satiated off of the ketones. And when they measure their hunger hormones, like their ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone, that that is suppressed. So it's satiating you, but it's like, it's still calories. It's, and I think that I think it's not this like magical thing. You can't have a donut and then have ketones and the ketones like, oh, I'm back in ketosis. Like, like that is not the way to use it. It's the way to use it is more in conjunction with other metabolically healthy practices. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Hope you're having an incredible day today. Today's episode is a lot of fun with Michael Brandt. Michael and I deep dive into exogenous ketones. Now, if you've been following my work, you know that I don't like to focus on exogenous ketones. I consider it a tool in the shed, but for a lot of people, I have seen it be more of a distraction. So over the years, so many companies have reached out to me, hey, we'd love to come on your podcast, talk about our exogenous ketones. And I've received multiple requests and I kept saying no, no, no. But I thought it would be a great idea to explain the science behind exogenous ketones when we, when I would use them and how to biohack your body when you use this the right way. Michael is the co-founder and CEO of HVMN. We've brought on his business partner's co-founder, Jeffrey Wu, back on episode 108, where we talked about some of his biohacking experiments, fasted workouts, block fasting, etc. And you could listen to that after this episode, if you haven't heard it yet, we'll drop a link down below. Today, we bring on Michael, and we have a great conversation. We deep dive into his story, how he got involved in the biohacking space. Working with YouTube in the beginning stages of YouTube, he felt a desire for biohacking. He's an ultra marathon. He's an endurance athlete. We talk about the ketogenic lifestyle. We discuss why the real pandemic epidemic is poor metabolic health, and that should be the real focus. And then we get into their company, his company, HVMN, which I'm a fan of. I've been using their Ketone IQ, and I used it on this episode for the first time. 
that you could hear my response, my reaction, what it tastes like, etc. We get into the different products they have, how exogenous ketones have been used by the Department of Defense, and the history of exogenous ketones, why it's not a replacement for doing the work. That's the most important message I want you to get from today's conversation. Taking exogenous ketones is not going to replace you doing the work of getting your body metabolically healthy and flexible. However, there is a time and place for it. And if you use the right product, a high quality product like theirs is, strategically, you could enhance your results. So we talk about that. I also ask them who should not take exogenous ketones. We get into those with fatty liver and some other issues going on. Those people might want to avoid it. Then we get into Keto Ketone IQ, their exogenous ketone product. I try it right here on the episode. You'll learn more about that. We get into MCTs and the unique benefits of medium-chain triglycerides and why C8, caprylic acid, is the gold standard for ketone production. So if you're curious about exogenous ketones, if you should use them, how you should use them, etc., this is the episode for you. I cannot wait to bring Michael Brandt on to this episode. They also hooked us up with an awesome deal for you to get 10% off any of their products with the coupon code KETOCAMP, no space in between, camp with a K, KETOCAMP at checkout, and we'll drop a link for you down below along with that coupon code. Before I bring on Michael, I want to take a minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating review of the day. This is a five-star review that I read, and it is absolutely phenomenal, from Jen Beans 7 titled Nothing But G. Here's what Jen said. Ben, I listen to your podcast every week. I really appreciate that I can rely on you to cut to the chase and deliver the most valuable information in a way that is easy to understand. I was first introduced to the state of ketosis and how it can be used to optimize hormones back in 2017. I have debilitating endometriosis that has affected my fertility and mental health. Over two years of trying to conceive, my husband and I met with a reproductive specialist who put me on a low-carb paleo diet. Two months later, I became pregnant, and I was convinced that this would be the only way I would ever eat going forward. But shortly after becoming pregnant, there were a series of unfortunate events, starting with the death of my best friend, my dog. That spiraled me to lose control of my health. I was suicidal, diagnosed with medicine-resistant depression, loaded up with more psychiatric medications, and referred to a specialist to receive ECT. This bout of depression persisted for three years. I was experiencing chronic pain and had feelings of hopelessness and extreme anger that coincided with my screwed-up menstrual cycle. On my daughter's second birthday, I was fed up and needed to make a change because I could hardly interact with her without feeling worthless. I found your podcast and started tuning in every week. You motivated me to get better. Whenever you speak words of encouragement to your listeners, I feel your sincerity and it keeps me on track. Your explanations about the structure and function of the human body have contributed immensely to the progress I have made thus far. You make it easy to understand and retain the information. I have lost over 30 pounds. I am almost completely off all psychiatric medications. I no longer experience chronic pain, and the depression has finally lifted. This time, I'm sticking to this lifestyle for the long haul. Thank you for being so committed to providing only quality content to your listeners. As a busy mom that also works full-time, it is such a relief to know that I can trust you thoroughly 
to research and curate the topics being discussed in the health space. Nothing but love and G for you. Wow. Gene, that is such an incredible story. I really don't know what to say. I'm so grateful for you as well. I'm sorry that you went through those challenges, but I always believe, and this is for everybody, everything is on the way, not in the way. If you never give up and you keep pushing forward, yeah, there's going to be setbacks. It's never about the setbacks, always about the getbacks. I believe setbacks, which you had a lot of them, are setups for something great. I acknowledge you for applying this information, for focusing on your health, for doing whatever it takes, for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Keep healing. I support you. Keto Camp supports you. We'll keep releasing episodes and doing our best to support you along your journey. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review yet on whatever platform you're listening to, please take the time to pause this episode and do so right now. Maybe I'll read your review on the next episode as well. I have an exciting announcement that I'm going to share for the first time here on the Keto Camp Podcast. Okay, let's dive deep into exogenous ketones and biohacking with Michael Brandt. Everything Michael Brandt does is fast and intense. Aside from cruising through marathons at a cool six-minute mile pace, he and fellow Stanford alumni co-founder Jeffrey Wu have skilled Health via Modern Nutrition, HVMN, in a short few years. Most recently, they introduced the second iteration of their flagship ketone drink, Ketone IQ. HVMN invented Ketone IQ because they believe people should spend more time with elevated ketone levels for better health and performance. Through Michael's steadfast leadership, HVMN not only launched the world's first drinkable ketone, but is tracking to redefine the limits of human performance, metabolism, longevity to combat the global metabolic health crisis. Here's Michael Brandt. Michael Brandt, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, my friend. Ben, thanks for having me on. So I interviewed your co-founder, uh, Jeffrey Wu, a couple years ago. We had a great conversation, and I'm a big fan of HVMN and what you guys are doing not just with your products, but your research and just the mission uh, that you guys have. There's a lot of synchronicities with our mission here at Keto Camp. So I'm excited to have a conversation with you for the first time. And we'll get into some metabolic flexibility, the metabolic health crisis, exogenous ketones, endogenous ketones, MCT oil, and a lot more. Before we get there, let's go back to your story and how you got involved with the biohacking health space in general. Great place to start. I I'm from Chicago, originally went to public high school, got into Stanford for college and studied computer science there. That's where I met Jeff, one of my favorite people, my co-founder. And we were both computer science guys, big engineers. Jeff sold his first company like right out of college, like, had a big, a big exit, a amazing entrepreneur. I was early at YouTube, so I, was, I worked at YouTube for my first couple of years out of college back in the uh, Gangnam's, remember Gangnam style? Yeah, of course. Back in, back in those days, that was the first video to ever hit a billion views. And I was the a product manager on at YouTube on that. And that was, that was super cool. And I, Jeff and I both were really passionate about how to like better human performance. And I started getting into marathoning. I, became a sub elite marathoner. I run six minute miles for the marathon, 
we were doing all sorts of stuff. We've done extended fast. We did a seven day long fast. We had a, in San Francisco where we were located at the time, we had a weekly biohacker breakfast where people would in our community in San Francisco and Bay area would fast for 24 hours, 36 hours beforehand. And we would all break our fast together. We were wearing continuous glucose monitors, tracking all of the things. It's like early on biohacking, early on quantified self. And when the keto diet was really first starting to take off, we being the engineers that we are, we're like, okay, well, this is cool. Like, let's go to the first principles of this. Like everyone wants this ketogenic diet. Everyone wants to elevate their ketone levels. What is this ketone? Like, can this ketone directly be made? Like, what, can you just drink a ketone? And fast forward from there in 2017, we launched the first ever ketone drink and we got a big contract. Our first big customer on it was the US DOD, the Special Operations Command. We got a $6 million contract going there. With a big contract. Yeah, big contract. And it all kind of has rolled from there where we've you know made product updates along the way. We've gotten a ton of other amazing people involved and off to the races. And I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of ground to cover here because it, it, drinking a ketone is not the same as doing a ketogenic diet. There's some really important differences there that the ketogenic diet will, or low carb diet will do for you that a ketone drink can't. And then vice versa, there's things that a ketone drink can do for you that a, a ketogenic diet can't. And it's a really interesting time. I think we're still in the very early days and there's a lot of research going on and it's, it's an exciting time. It's, it feels like we're at the kind of front end of something really big here. Yeah, it's super cool. And, and there's new research coming out just about every single month on this topic. We'll get into the ketone discussion, but let's first discuss why somebody might even benefit from a ketogenic life. Let's call it a lifestyle because of the health crisis out there, diabetes, insulin resistance, obesity. So what have you been seeing out there? What is the what is your mission? I know it's to improve human performance, but why do we have this crisis and how does a low carb, high fat ketogenic lifestyle fit into really putting a dent in this this disease that we see out there? Yeah, and, and it's all those things that you mentioned are also massive comorbidities of COVID as well, where COVID is obviously terrible on its own, but it also highlighted the metabolic dysfunction that is going on in society where it was just like, you know, diseases don't really discriminate, right? Like that, like if you had a less metabolically healthy profile, you're more susceptible to it. So that was, it's not a good thing, but it highlighted a lot of the crisis that is going on. And the, what was it, the Wall Street Journal and New York Times actually just put out a piece recently where they said what I think a lot of people like you and me in the community have been saying for a decade, which is like, hey, the, there's an even bigger pandemic than COVID, which is metabolic health. Like like 10 times as many people are, are dying from like these avoidable, like 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy, like a massive portion of, yeah. of Americans are pre-diabetic. It's like even like adolescents, right? Like I just had a, a daughter and it's like, it's, it's crazy to think about. You don't even have to be a full full-fledged adult. It's like 14-year-olds are pre-diabetic. It's like that didn't really exist in human society before. There was no, there's no frosted flakes on the savannah, right? Like there was no way to like give yourself that type of insulin resistance 20,000 years ago, which is like, this. we're in this unprecedented, unheard of state and we need to course correct off of that 100%. 
Yeah, and you, you're referencing the 88%. It's a United, um, North Carolina Chapel Hill study that came out in 2018 that showed that they looked at almost 10,000 people in the study. Only 12% of them were were actually metabolically healthy, meaning 88%, to your point in your statement, of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. And I would estimate it got even worse after COVID because that was about four years ago, and then COVID hit and people were at home. And now, yeah, articles are finally coming out saying maybe we should focus on this obesity crisis, but that should have been the message from day one. You know, we should be educating people on nutrition, meal timing, exercise, you know, the importance of vitamin D. So that's where these conversations and kind of like a grassroots effect, people are getting this information through YouTube, through podcasts, through conversations like this. So it's super cool to do that. And then let's transition here now. So my audience is pretty well versed. With, with keto. They're probably, you know, in a, a ketogenic state right now. We know ketones are anti-inflammatory. There's several studies that show how it lowers free radicals, reactive oxygen species. And then we see people uh, and companies, I'm not, I'm not referring to your company, but other companies kind of taking advantage of the popularity of keto, not just with exogenous ketones, but with keto products that have seed oils or, you know, toxic artificial sweeteners, et cetera. So what makes your exogenous ketones different from all the companies out there that are pumping and promoting out their exogenous ketones? Yeah, it's an interesting context that we're in where this idea of spending more time with elevated ketones is obviously really attractive. And I think there's a lot of money grab. There's a, there's a lot of people doing good things too. There's a lot of researchers that are looking at how do we push this further when you have elevated ketone levels? Can that improve outcomes for Alzheimer's or diabetes or traumatic brain injury. There's a lot of brands that are making great products. Like, hey, like, yeah, why is it that our cereal is just loaded up with carbs? Like you could process, you don't have to process corn into cereal. You could process something that's way less carby and make it into a breakfast for you instead. And, and so there's some good stuff going on there. There's a lot of bad stuff as well. I can start with saying there's no, there's definitely no seed, seed oils in our products. Our product is pretty, pretty simple and clean. It's just, just a ketone to lay out the map of, okay, there's different types of exogenous ketones out there. I think one that people have heard about a lot is ketone salts and ketone salts. Like it's in the name where you have a ketone molecule bounded to a salt molecule, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and you can't have that much of it. You have a couple of scoops of it. You're having a, a small mediocre amount of ketones and a massive amount of salt. You're having, you know, hundreds or thousands percent of your recommended daily value of salt. It's like, yeah, I like we all. You need to have more electrolytes when you're on the ketogenic diet, but like that's it's a lot of salts. And then you get stomach upset, and like you're not elevating your ketones that high via the salt. What our breakthrough was was figuring out a way to make just the direct ketone. It's more expensive. Like the ketone salt process. Like the reason that's even on the market is it's very cheap and and dirty way to make a, an exogenous ketone. Our whole breakthrough was making just a direct pure ketone that doesn't have the salts. It just directly goes to blood BHB and elevates your blood ketone levels way more. And then because you're not having that salt load, like you're able to actually have enough ketones to get you into an interesting metabolic state. So that's where like special operators and the DOD, they're interested. They've been interested since like you know before we started touching it in the early 2000s. DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Association, they 
you know, they always do frontier tech. Like they invented the internet 30 years before the internet was the internet. Like they, they've always been out ahead. They were looking at ketones in the early 2000s to see, hey, like they're, these are really efficient, less free radical buildup when you metabolize them. All those th- great things that you said and that, that the listeners know about is DARPA was, was curious about, hey, what if we make a direct drinkable ketone? So there's been something to this, this thread of, hey, okay, ketones interesting, ketogenic diet's interesting, what if you had a you were able to isolate a ketone and have that directly? So our job is to make the most effective ketone delivery mechanism. It's it's really simple when we put it that way. Like we want for the people that consider that a valuable tool in the toolkit, hey, I want to drink something that elevates my ketones. We made something that's works better than salts. It's a little bit more pricey than salts, but not not like crazy much. And it and it just works a lot better. And that's our mission. And then there's things that that does work for, there's things that, that doesn't work for. And yeah, we can, that's that's also what we can talk about. So uh, can you explain the difference between how ketone salts are metabolized inside the body versus h- how your ketone IQ product is metabolized in the body? What's the difference? The metabolism is the same. It's just that at the in your GI system, like you have to cleave the ketone off of the salt and then you have a lot of salt. So that ketone that's left is like good. Like the ketone, half of the ketone salt is, is good and fine. Like that gets metabolized. That's that goes into your bloodstream. You have elevated ketone levels. You metabolize it, turn it into ATP, all the good things that we know about ketones. Like that, that ketone is fine. The issue is that, that you're left with a lot of salt. Like you had, a, you end up having like a lot of salt in your stomach and like have stomach upset you can't have that much of it you get higher blood pressure because you're having like way too much salt right so so the kidneys play a role the kidneys are processing some of that because it's salt right so the kidneys are playing a role there with the gut and then my question with your product not to, it's not a salt right it's just straight up ketone so there's not no worry about that but is the is the liver playing a role with your product or is it going right into the bloodstream like how do, what role it's, does the liver play with your endogenous ketones yeah the, the liver does play a role. The liver turns it, it's something called first pass metabolism in the liver where there's a enzyme that directly converts our ketone IQ into BHB, beta hydroxybutyrate. That happens almost immediately within like the same amount as like of time that a cup of coffee starts to hit, right? Like you drink coffee, you feel it in like 10, 15 minutes, like when you have our ketone IQ, like you, if you do the blood pricks, I have blood prick right here. Like as soon as you do the, the blood pricks after 10 minutes, 50, half an hour, like you see your blood ketones elevating to you know, 1.0 plus, depending on how much you have, like if you have a couple of servings, it's like 2.0 plus. So is that the same pathway that the, the liver, excuse me, uses to metabolize alcohols or, or is it a different pathway? Yeah, that's a astute question. Yeah, so what is in our product is called butane dial, BDO, and that is converted by alcohol dehydrogenase, which is a that that is what is used to metabolize alcohols. That turns it immediately into BHB that immediately enters your blood. You can also eat straight BHB. That's something that we've played around with. Like you can eat straight BHB. The thing is with BHB is it's a acid and it's like, it's like the most sour thing you've ever tasted. So you can have a little bit of it, but you, you also run into stomach upset issues there 
we've tried it and like we you know of course you have you tried everything yeah tried everything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe future versions of our product like the version one of our product we what what we had was an ester of that bhb acid with bdo and that esterification made it so that you could stomach it it was very expensive to esterify it together and we came to the conclusion that it was just like overly expensive like just do just the bdo we were able to bring down the cost by two-thirds it instantly raised your blood ketones anyway and and it like also added side effect like tastes way more palatable and uh yeah, I mean, we're still learning. Like, I think I, our premise is to get the most efficient ketone delivery drink. And as the science and engineering evolve, like, we'll probably update our formula, add in other things. Like, I think that, that we're still really early. My sense, I tried everything, is like, we have the best on market today, and let's keep staying ahead of market. It's like, if, you, if you're Apple and you're launching the iPhone, it's like, you want to have the best phone on the market, but you're always kind of out innovating yourself and moving it forward, too. Yeah, well said. So question for you is let's let's get into who should not take exogenous ketones and then we'll get into the, the amazing uses for them. So if somebody has either alcoholic fatty liver disease or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, they have fatty liver, the liver is going to need to process this like an alcohol. So should they avoid exogenous ketones if that's somebody has this condition? Yes. I would say if you are having any liver issues whatsoever, yes, avoid the amount of ketones that you're having, like relative to someone who has a disease of alcoholism, like it's not going to give you that disease, like that fatty liver disease. Cause we're talking about like having a couple of servings of ketones a day. It's like, it's very different from like alcoholics will have like many, 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 many drinks. And it's, it's a lot of ethanol. It's really dumping in there. So less concerned about ketones causing that. But if you are in that disease state, I would stay away from it. I would stay away from the ketones. Well, that's great. Yeah. And like in general, like if you're in any disease state, I would like, you know, check with your right. doctor, if, like abundance of caution. Who else should probably take caution with taking exo your exogenous ketones or any exogenous ketones for that matter? Yeah. The one thing to know is that it has calories in it. Ketones have calories in it. So if your goal is like, I want my body to burn fat and turn it into ketones, like, well, anything, like, I mean, to that point, like avocados and MCT oil and all that stuff has calories in it. Like a ketone has calories in it. Like that ketone will temporarily slow down your body's rate of producing its own ketones from fat. So if your goal is like, Hey, I want to fast, I want to lose weight anything that you're eating is going to be counterproductive to that to a degree. I will say that, I mean, we're, we're here talking about the ketogenic diet. It's like some calories are better than others. Like I think we could say avocado better than a bowl of sugar. Like, and there's a really interesting study done on just straight ketones where you, if you have a hundred grams of ketones versus hundred grams of sugar, that people are significantly more, satiated off of the ketones and when they measure their hunger hormones like their ghrelin which is the hunger hormone that that is suppressed so it's satiating you but it's like it's still calories it's and i think that i think it's not this like magical thing you can't have a donut and then have ketones and the ketones like oh i'm back in ketosis like like that is not the way to use it it's the way to use it is more in conjunction with other metabolically healthy practices like if you're going to exercise instead of having a goo shot or a gatorade that has a bunch of sugar in it 
you could have ketones instead. So you're not spiking your insulin. You're not doing something metabolically unhealthy. Like that's, that's more where to use it. Not to like, you can't like have it on top of a bad diet. Yeah. That's a very important thing to notate, you know, for those listening and watching, like you got to do the work. This is going to be a great biohack and supplement to your lifestyle but it's not going to replace your lifestyle decisions, right? Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called Good Idea, and it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N, at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode. So let's get into your your product. I actually have a bottle right here for those watching on YouTube. Thank you for sending this to me. I haven't tried it yet. I'm actually going to try it right now for the first time. I have a little cap here. You sent what I saw in the box as well. Was that a glucometer or a ketone meter? It looked like a glucometer. I didn't. It's, it's both. Through. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's cool. okay. And, and we sent you ketone test strips as well. So our products are the bottle of Ketone IQ has 10 servings in it and it has a dose cup. And if you just want to like keep it really simple, you can have just the normal dose is 35, 35 milliliters. If you want to get fancy from there, you can have less, you can have more, you can like body weight adjust it. You can adjust it to how you feel, what makes you feel good. You can adjust it to, you can do the blood ketone test and see, Hey, I, I want to get to a certain level of ketosis. So you can, you can adjust it up or down from there. That's why we give it a dose cup, but like one-on-one level is like, Hey, 35 mils. That's the dose. I like to just sip it. Like I, I don't have it in the morning. I mean, this is a little bit of a sidetrack if we want to go into that, but, but I'll have it like, I personally like it like as an, as a way to kind of extend a fast. And technically it's not fasting because you're having calories. I use it kind of at the tail end of my overnight fast where I don't want to start having anything like insulinogenic yet, but I'll like sip on ketones and just get really, I don't know if, if it feels like it gets me really dialed in, especially on an empty stomach. It doesn't raise glucose, does it? Does not raise glucose. Actually, ketones seem to like suppress glucose. So because, let's, let's test yeah. that. I have, uh, I'm wearing a CGM right now. So oh, cool. I'm going to test my glucose right now. Let's see what it is. I'm going to drink yours. And then before we hop off, I'll test it again and see where, where it's at. So let's see. It's here. Uh, my glucose is 67. So wow. That's because I did a fasted two hours of basketball earlier, and then I had some beef, so it dropped down. All right, fifty-seven, and then we'll do. I'll drink your um, sixty-seven. Excuse me, and then I'll drink your. I'm gonna do thirty-five ml. 
So I have this little cap here for those watching on YouTube. And let's see. Oh, it tastes, it smells strong. It has, yeah, <laughs> it's going to taste, it tastes like sake. It's just FYI. It's got a little bit of a. I'm going to do 30, a little over 30. Without, actually, it's 35. Yeah. 35 is good. So take a shot. Will I notice it faster if I take a shot versus sipping it? You know, you can sip it quickly or something. I usually just take it as a shot. How do you like it? It's got a distinct taste to it. It does taste kind of like sake. It doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste that great. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It definitely it tasted way worse in previous iterations. I think we've gotten it to taste palatable. I mix it a lot of times with like soda water or just or I just shoot it back, get it over there. Can you put it in coffee as well? You can. I think that doesn't taste good. Taste yeah, yeah, I like to just, I like my coffee to taste like coffee or like I put, I'll put MCT into coffee, of course. But I'll like shoot it and then I'll sip coffee to kind of chase it. Yeah, that's actually, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that as well tomorrow. Okay, so I'll continue sipping this throughout. Does, does your blood glucose usually go below that like 65, 70 mark, like, like that's pretty low. It's that you're already like very like adherent on the, no yeah. surprise, but you're already like probably. It, it doesn't unless I do a fasted workout. And then my, and then when I do a fasted workout, what happens is my, when I looked at glucose, my, my glucose went up to 111 during my fasted workout. So I was of course raising cortisol, releasing some of my glycogen stores. Then I ate some, grass-fed beef and some chicken and walnuts not too much but i broke my fast before this and then it dropped down to 67 so i think what happened was uh the fasted workout emptied out my glycogen stores and then my ketones went up after the workout and then i ate pretty much just protein and and uh, fat and then so my glucose dropped but my ketones are probably over 1.0 right now, probably even higher because I'm drinking this. So it doesn't normally happen that way. I'm usually in between like 75 and 90, but I think that's what happened with today's scenario. Yeah. 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 Do, do you have a ketone test going to, or I do you have the levels, right? Uh, this is NutriSense. I like levels as well. Yeah. This one's NutriSense. You need to come up with a, a ketone, a glucose, and not a, a continuous ketone monitor. That would yeah, be yeah. a game changer. Is that something you guys are thinking about? Yeah. So Abbott, who makes the hardware that's behind levels, maybe NutriSense too. Is does NutriSense make their own hardware or does they use Freestyle Libre? Freestyle Libre, right? By Abbott. Okay, cool. So like that company, Abbott, they make the hardware, right? NutriSense and Levels make cool like UX on top of it, like that really slick app, like diet coaching, all that. The whole, that whole layer, but the hardware, the core hardware, the the part that like actually spikes into your skin and does the actual reading, that's made by Abbott. Abbott just announced this project called Project Lingo, where they're doing a continuous keto monitor. Oh, I didn't know they that. Announced, they announced it at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, this year. It's huge. I mean, that's it's super exciting. They're, they're doing a couple other things too with it. They're going to make it read blood lactate and... Fast not yet, but maybe Wingo V2. That would be that would be really yeah. good, right? If we could see insulin, if we could see other biomarkers. Um, if you if the comp the first company that makes a continuous glucose monitor slash ketone monitor slash fasting insulin, 
that is a trifecta yeah. right there. That would be a freaking game changer. And then maybe add some other things, but th- those three would be amazing metrics to, to look at. Yeah, I think HbA1c measure would be interesting. Yeah. I there's, think. there's finger pricks, but that's not the same thing, right? You got to the same as continuous, dude. I I think that's where I'm not. I think like that is clearly where the space is heading. Where ten years from now, like you're gonna be able to open your phone or like I don't know, just open your eyes and it's installed into your retina, <laughs> and you're gonna be able to see. You're gonna be able to see the dashboard of your biosensors, and there's gonna be a separating of the wheat from the chaff in all of the nutrition space because food is going to need to drive objective outcomes for people like i don't know what like palm pomegranate juice right like they it's oh heart healthy it's like is it actually yeah like right it's like actually it's a lot of sugar and it's i don't know what the like sprinkling of antioxidants from pomegranates actually does especially is that does that do actually more good for you than having a lot of sugar at the same time i don't know and I think that instead of the current cycle that we're in, which is like, hey, there's some research studies done out there. If you're really smart, you can listen to podcasts, you can read research yourself. I think when people directly are, are seeing, oh, wow, like this type of food I'm eating is really moving my biomarkers in the wrong direction or the right direction. I think that the food ecosystem is going to massively change. I think companies are going to have to keep up. I think consumers are going to get very savvy to what they want to eat or not. Yeah, I agree. CGM has already been a game changer for people to see that, right? Because we always talk about like broccoli is healthy for you. Spinach is healthy for you. This food, yeah, it might be healthy for one person. Maybe it's healthy for me because I could digest it well. But maybe you, Michael, you have some sort of a sensitivity or an inflammatory response. And a glucose monitor could show that, right? These other metrics give you even more pieces to the puzzle and people could really customize their approach. So that's exciting. It's exciting to have that. Now they've removed all these barriers to getting a CGM. You need a prescription. You need to be pre-diabetic. And the levels and new percents have done a great job. And now the news about the CKM, the continuous ketone monitor, that's going to be another game changer, dude. Yeah, it's exciting. I I started dabbling with CGMs back um, six, seven years ago before there was levels and NutriSense and all that. And like, I literally had to order on European eBay, <laughs> yeah. it's like eBay.de. The Deutschland. black market. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it because, you know, you're not to be trusted with your own biosensor data at at that time. I know it's obviously gotten better, but even so, I believe NutriSense and Levels on the back end, like they still have a doctor that's like, yeah, technically prescribing the thing to you. It's they are, like, they, you have to get a prescription, but they, you know, you fill out a questionnaire and all that and they, it's easier to do it through them. And then with with uh, NutriSense, excuse me, I'm not, I'm not sure what Levels is doing now, but NutriSense, who uh, I'm working with right now, we're doing some partnership. Oh, great. They have a dietitian in the app. So, you know, I, I actually messaged her this morning. Her name is Elizabeth. And I'm like, hey, how come I have to keep calibrating my CGM? Because there's like a, there was like a, every time I put it on, I wait 24 hours for it to sink. And there's like a 25 point discrepancy between my CGM glucose and then my keto mojo that I test my glucose. And obviously this is more accurate than the keto mojo, but that's a big discrepancy. So she explained to me that I'll tell you exactly what she said. And this was news to me, which made a lot of sense. She said, it's actually pretty typical for each sensor to need calibration in our leaner members. We have noticed that there tends to be a higher discrepancy between the CGM readings and glucose meter readings, depending on the placement of the CGM. If it is placed slightly in a muscle, which kind of mine is right by my tricep muscle, the absolute collaboration might be a little off. 
So people who are very lean, have a little body fat, tend to need to calibrate more than somebody who's overweight. The probe and the sensor needs to be completely bathed in the interstitial fluid. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So that's fine. Then I just do three readings with my keto mojo and then I kind of get the average there. Yeah. That's great. That's a that's a very thorough response from the coach. Yeah, super cool. And then I also yeah. told her, I said, hey, I'm going to dinner tonight. I'm going to get some gelato. I'm going to get three scoops of gelato. I'm going to take dihydroberberin, all for the sake of science, and let's see what happens to my glucose. <laughs> all right. Rock and roll. I, I'm sure you, she doesn't have a lot of patients that are doing what you're doing. It must <laughs> yeah, be fun on her side, cool. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, it's all fun things that we can do, but let's, let's get back. Okay. To- no, I was, I was curious. Like, Nutrisense, like you're liking Nutrisense a lot, it sounds like. Yeah, they're awesome, man. Uh, uh, you know, it's easy to use. As you know, it's not painful. I don't even feel like it's there. Uh, I have somebody that I could ask questions to. It's cool to see what exercise does to my readings, but poor sleep, you know, that's a topic for you right now. <laughs> poor sleep does yeah. for your readings. So yeah, I think it's great. And I'm a big fan of Nutrisense. I love Levels as well. I've interviewed Casey Means and she was great. So they're both great options. They both use the same Freestyle Libre, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So your product, first of all, congrats on the packaging. If, if those are watching on YouTube, the old one looks like per, a perfume bottle, by the way. <laughs> It looks like I'm ready to, I'm at like Macy's ready to spray some, but this one looks pretty, pretty clean and pretty nice. Um, what are some of the cool uses that those doing the ketogenic lifestyle, they're doing the work. What are some cool ways we could use your ketone IQ to kind of biohack and feel better? Yeah. If there, there's a few different ways people are using it. One is as a, a source of energy, as you're doing a ketogenic lifestyle, like if you are if you want to go work out and you want a little, you feel a little sluggish, you definitely don't want to have, you know, a cliff bar or something that's going to completely counteract the entire purpose of your ketogenic diet. Ideally, you know, your body is like able to make its own ketones, but it's not a bad thing that I don't think kickstarted a little bit, like give yourself a little bit of, of calories from ketones. It's not going to knock your body out of ketosis. You know, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to elevate your ketone levels and it's not going to have an insulin spike and a crash. It's, it's pretty mellow. So we're seeing a lot of people use it in conjunction with that, like ahead of a workout, or if you need a little crutch during your fast, or you want to like push your fast for another, you know, four, six, eight hours, um, and you want a little bit of something, it's great there. It's also another interesting area for it is like in the afternoons. A lot of a lot of people we all like you know coffee and tea as a crutch there, but I know more people are wearing their like auras and their whoops and all this stuff we're talking about with like biosensors and you can see your sleep score. So a lot of people I know are not having caffeine in the afternoon anymore because it's like very, you know, they can see how it's affecting their sleep. So being able to drink a ketone is a nice energy boost in the afternoon. It, it's not caffeine. It's not sugar. It hits right away. It's, it, it tends to work really well there. And then expanding beyond that, like, and I know, I know the, the main focus is on the ketogenic lifestyle. I think some of the other interesting applications, just FYI and how people are using it, like pro athletes on the Tour de France, a lot of times they're having carbs and ketones at the same time, whereas I would not consider that ketogenic. Like they're having a lot of carbs. Their whole goal is like, hey, I want as much substrate as possible. I want yeah. carbs and I want ketones. Makes sense. Maybe not, maybe not like applicable, relevant to the, the listeners here, but I think interesting factoid there. There's also this whole area around like therapeutic applications for Alzheimer's, TBI. Those are a couple interesting areas where, you know, a lot of people consider Alzheimer's to be type three diabetes, where there's massive correlation between Alzheimer's and diabetes. 
And it also seems like Alzheimer's has to do with some sort of interference in your brain's ability, your neurons' ability to metabolize glucose. And being able to recover that ketone is really interesting. And not, not like, you know, perfect world, people are doing the ketogenic diet to address that. But like, what do you do, right? If it's your, your 70 year old uncle and like, okay, cool, sure, perfect world, he should do the ketogenic diet. But like, realistically, if you can, yes, do low carb and also have a, ketone drink and that recovers kind of ability like that's interesting another area that we are looking a lot at we actually just submitted for another like follow-on contract with the naval health research center is tbi traumatic brain injury where again similar status there where when you have a concussion traumatic brain injury there's some damage done on the moment of impact there's also this swelling that occurs which over the following week or so interferes with your brain's ability to get enough nutrition. Like your, your neurons are starved. They're not metabolizing glucose. When you look at brain scans, there's a reduction in metabolism taking place and ketones can potentially recover a significant amount of that, that they're, they're, they go through a different pathway. They're not getting on the same enzymes and they don't require as much oxygen to turn into ATP. So there's there's something interesting there where like, Hey, as soon as you have a concussion, like I would slam the ketones. Like yeah. I did, you know, maybe you are already, or, and a lot of listeners are already like in a ketogenic state due to diet. And it's like, it's, it's all good. But it's like, if you don't already have ketones circulating, I personally would, if I got like knocked on the head on a bike ride or something like I would want ketones circulating like ASAP. Yeah. I interviewed uh, Dr. Christy Sutton a couple of months ago and she specializes in, in, you know, traumatic brain injuries, genetics and all that. And she said, after a, a TBI, the, the best thing you can do is a 24-hour fast to get into ketosis, right? To get those ketones. But this is something you could also do is to take an exogenous ketone. So it'll, I see the use cases for this for um, professional athletes, of course, football players, soccer players, not even professional athletes. I mean, anybody who's playing sports or like you said, riding your bike and, all, you know, God forbid you, you hit your head, this could be a great thing to have as a, kind of like a backup. Hey, I want to take a brief minute to share something with you. For many years, I used to take fish oil and recommend it, and I see a lot of people in the keto space overdoing it with fish oil. There are several reasons why I am not a fan of fish oil and why I stopped recommending it to all of my clients several years ago. Number one, 83% of fish oil is expected to be rancid on the shelf before you even consume it. There was also an experiment done. This study was called the Iowa Screening Experiment. This study showed it took 18 weeks to reverse the negative effect of the incorporation of EPA and DHA from fish oil into the cell membrane. Another study found that fish oil increased the risk of colon cancer in mice. Here's the quote. We found that mice developed deadly late stage colon cancer when given high doses of fish oil. More importantly, with the increased inflammation, it only took four weeks for the tumors to develop. Simply put, I stopped taking it. I stopped recommending it. I use a plant-based Omega from Pureform. This supplement is nitrogen infused, which preserves and protects it. It has the proper balance of Omega-6 to Omega-3. And most importantly, it gives you the derivatives, the building blocks, they're called parent essential oils for you to produce your own EPA and DHA. If you wanna learn more about Pureform, head over to purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4, that is B-E-N, the number four at checkout, and you'll get $4 off your capsules of Pureform. 
We will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. All right, let's go back to this episode. I like the idea as an entrepreneur myself, I like the idea of having it for a, a kind of like brain performance, cognitive performance. I'm already in ketosis. And when I'm speaking on stage, I'm usually fasted, so I'm feeling really good. But as a way to give my brain some more ketones, some more energy to kind of uh, feel like I'm in this, this flow state, I like that kind of way of using it. That's something that I would use it for. Yeah, a lot of my friends who've never dabbled in the ketogenic diet, I think have that still have that like intuitive sense of those days where you like miss a meal and you're just like jamming through work. Like you just feel like you're in the zone or when you're running and you get runners high, it's like your, your body's running low on, on its glycogen stores and you're starting to ramp up ketone production and it just feels good that sharpness that you get from fasting. Like a lot of people I think are familiar with that. Obviously people who, who do more of a ketogenic lifestyle are really familiar with it. Like a major upside of the lifestyles that you feel, you just feel really dialed in. And the, the idea to, the ability to have access to that mental state in a bottle is pretty cool. It's like, I definitely have, I mean, I'm sipping on it right now. Like I'll have it before a board meeting, before a big talk. Like it's a, uh, it's a nice way to, to switch on for sure. Have you looked at any research or come across any research that shows exogenous ketones can have a, a protective effect against radiation exposure, whether it's x-rays or chemotherapy? There's something there for sure. I think that's that's pretty frontier science, but there's something, I actually saw the study on like, they were hypothesizing that astronauts should do a ketogenic diet to reduce, because there's galactic cosmic radiation when you're in space, when you're not protected by the Earth's atmosphere. And it would it could be advantageous to be in a ketogenic state for that reason. That like having like, you know, less reactive oxygen species, like what less metabolic stress via ketones may compensate for the the problems that radiation causes. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, no, it, it, make, it makes total sense to me. I would put my money on it that there will be a study that backs that up because if you think about ketone bodies, whether it's, let's talk about endogenous, but uh, there probably is the same thing exogenous. I, I don't know, maybe you know the answer, but ketone bodies, when your body produces ketones, they have the unique benefit of actually communicating with your mitochondria to help uncouple the mitochondria, which simply means lowering free radicals and reactive oxygen species. That's why there's so many studies that show ketogenic diet extends life, ketogenic diet lowers free radicals, et cetera. So they have, the, the mitochondria have a, a greater ability to protect themselves and get rid of free radicals. Dr. Gundry gives the analogy of a pressure cooker. When there's too much steam, there's a, a release valve that gets rid of excess steam. Similar mitochondria gets rid of excess free radicals via mitogenesis and the uncoupling of the mitochondria. So with that, when you think about radiation exposure, whether you're in space, going through chemotherapy, going through the airport x-ray or getting an MRI, that'll create more free radicals. And in ketones, endogenously, I'm not sure if exogenously, potentially could help with the uncoupling and getting rid of the excess inflammation. That makes sense to me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it makes sense to me too. And I was pulling up this study where, yeah, it's legit that NASA... Dom D'Agostino, who I think a lot of people mm -hmm. know, expert in this space at, at um, USF, he did a study with NASA on the, they were doing ketogenic diet and like space simulating, you know, hyperbaric chambers. And for all those reasons that you mentioned, and I think, it, I think it stands to reason, I think it's a really exciting 
space to be in. And I think that a lot of emerging understanding here on the space. It's it's really cool. It's an exciting time to be here. And you know, some of it, some of it can be addressed with only, you know, endogenous ketones, and some of it can be addressed with exogenous ketones. You know, like you're like it doesn't matter exogenous or endogenous, like when you're mitochondria is metabolizing a ketone, it's creating less oxidative stress compared to glucose. And it, it like doesn't matter the source of the ketone. There's special things that do happen when your body is actually making the ketone itself that you that you do miss out on if that ketone is from you know exogenous. So it's I think it's it, it's it's complicated, right? It's like the ease of use of drinking a ketone has certain pluses. The actual ketogenesis has its own set of benefits. I think it's suffice to say it's like all tools in the toolkit for metabolic health. And uh, I think it's cool. I, I think it's great that re research is accelerating here and we're learning out about this new stuff every day. It's like one thing a lot of people maybe don't know is like there wasn't like sugar. Like sugar wasn't was invented like a couple hundred years ago. Like there didn't used to be sugar. Like the idea of like a pure, wow, this is pure carbohydrate and, and exogenous pure mm -hmm. carbohydrate, like that was unprecedented. Like you had to go climb up a tree and get stung by a million wasps to maybe, or bees, whatever, to yeah. maybe get some honey. Like that was the extent of it in like some parts of the world, maybe like there wasn't like sugar. And so now I think we're looking at, at ketones and it's like, wow, this is not a whole new thing. It's like, well, if you zoom out on all of 300,000 years of human history, it's like, we're on pretty much the same spot on the timeline. And we're figuring out like, Hey, what are, what, what can we use these substrates for? Yeah, it's fascinating. I like the idea of using these uh, your uh, your product, the Ketone IQ, for somebody who's has a lot of uh, cravings uh, because of your, the reference of that study, how it suppresses ghrelin. So that could be a great for somebody listening or watching. Maybe you know you're in the first month of getting you're fat adapted, you're in keto, but you're still getting those cravings, and or maybe you're having a hard time completing an 18 hour fast, you got those hunger pangs and that ghrelin gremlin is just making noise, then taking something like this could potentially suppress it. And there's a hormone um, cholecystokinin that's involved with that. So I like that as a great way to kind of use this tool, which is like you said, one tool in the shed, if you use it the right way, it could benefit you, but you got to know how to use it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, man. Um, you also have products that I've been using for couple years now, which is your MCT powder. I love it. You have a bag behind you, the vanilla. I usually put a scoop. Yeah, there you go. I usually put a scoop <laughs> in my coffee in the morning with some sea salt. And that's usually like my coffee. And I love MCT oil, especially C8. Yours is C8, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure C8, caprylic acid. It's the good stuff. That I love C8 in, in that your product specifically because that C8 caprylic acid is the, is the one MCT oil that has been proven to raise endogenous ketone production over all the other ones. Now they're all great. I'm not saying, you know, this one's better than the other, but in terms of producing ketones endogenously, MCT powder CA is where it's at. So talk a little bit more about that product. Yeah. MCT, what does it even mean? Medium chain triglyceride. There are a lot of different kinds of fats and medium chain triglycerides specifically refers to triglycerides, fats that are six, eight, 10 or 12 carbon length chain long those that generally mct category are the most ketogenic they're the form of fat that can most readily turn into ketones specifically that c8 the ones that are eight carbons long those specifically can 
turn into ketones endogenously better than all the other MCTs. C8 is also known as caprylic acid, same thing. And if you're going to get any kind of MCT out there, like definitely look for the, the pure C8. Like you can get it cheaper if it's not, but it's not that much more expensive. Uh, and we're not the only brand that does it. I think there's not a lot of brands that have a, a C8 powder. Like our, we have a C8 powder. You can definitely get C8 liquid a lot of places, um, just the grocery store online, all that stuff. I've seen the liquid be for actually mostly women, but sometimes men. I've seen the liquid version of C8 uh, sometimes cause stomach issues versus the powder, not so much. Have you noticed or heard anything like that? Yeah, that's part of why we like the powder form. It's a little bit easier to digest. It also mixes into your coffee, kind of like melts yeah. in as opposed to being a oil slick on top. Um, th there's some good brands out there. There's some less good brands out there. There's a lot of times in order to make it a powder, there needs to be a fiber that it's that's sprayed onto. And sometimes if a brand is really trying to go cheap, like that fiber itself is like made out of corn or it's like carbohydrate. You don't, you don't want that. Like it's counterproductive. Like, so we use, we use something called acacia fiber and that is a, this is pure fiber. So like you it just passes through, like it doesn't count. Your carb, yeah. Carb yeah, it's good. It's like a plus for your gut health. So a few different considerations as you're shopping around for, MCTs. Our MCT is amazing. I stand behind it 100%. I wish we'd invented MCTs. I think we are uh, not, not old enough. I think you know, folks like Dave Asprey really like put it on the map to begin with. I see in some senses that ketones are like the next the next chapter of like, hey, what's, what's a nutritional primitive that is part of the toolkit of the lifestyle here? We have an MCT that's, that's good, but I, yeah, I, I wish I invented MCTs. It's, it's a great product. Definitely, Dave Asprey has been a pioneer. Kudos to him. Uh, one of the companies that do the, the MCT powder the wrong way. No, I'm just kidding. We, we don't have to <laughs> <laughs> so you, the laundry, yeah. Michael hooked the keto campers up with a 10% coupon code. So if you guys want to get either the ketone IQ or the MCT powder, what other products do you have? Are there any other products for them to check out? Yeah, we also have a combination of MCT and collagen. It's a keto collagen. It's the same C8 MCT, and we use really high-grade collagen. We also have a line of nootropics. So those are all zero carbs and mostly acaloric. We have one that's omega-3 um, that has you know small amount of calories in that. Definitely important to get enough omega-3s in your diet if you're doing the ketogenic diet. Like You, want, you still want to make sure you're having a good ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. Um, definitely good to check out the, our, our product. It's, it's got omega-3 and vitamin D in it. Obviously, get your sunlight. Like preference to get your vitamin D from the sunshine. If you can't, if you can't always get it that way, good to take a supplement. I think vitamin D and omega-3 are two of the most well-founded supplements to try out. So we have one that has them both together. It's called Kato. It's also got vitamin K in it, which is great. Vitamin K, astaxanthin, a powerful antioxidant, vitamin D and omega-3. That's it right there on the top Right. Uh, right. So basically omega-3 super stack, highly recommend it. And then we have a couple other nootropics and we have a sleep aid and uh, yeah. That's cool. I didn't even realize you had all these. That's pretty awesome. What's in your sleep aid? Let's see. Um, glycine, theanine, melatonin. That's cool. Magnesium glycinate. Yeah, that's great. I've been actually experimenting with high dose melatonin. I I'm talking about 200 to 300 milligrams 
Um, Tell me more about this because I'm curious. Like I've heard it's like can be counterproductive to take too much, but like yeah, you tell me. Like what are you, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Well, um, so before I share that, I wanted to close the loop for anybody who wants to get any of the HVMN products that we mentioned. Right? There's others out there. Click the link down below, either on the YouTube video or the podcast. And there's also the coupon code KetoCampView at 10% off your order. So we're going to put that link right at the top. So to your question, melatonin, for years, I've been studying melatonin. My friend and colleague, his name is Dr. John Laurent. He has a clinic in Sarasota, Florida. This guy's like a wizard, right? He's a really smart guy. And he has done probably the most research on melatonin that I've ever seen. He just released a new book this week called Melatonin Miracle Molecule. I have not come across any research that shows taking endogenous melatonin, excuse me, taking exogenous melatonin shuts down endogenous production, meaning there's no negative feedback loop. And I looked, I've asked uh, so many other doctors and sleep doctors, and there hasn't been anything out there. So he developed a product that's a suppository that has 200 milligrams of melatonin and then there's one that's called the super, it's called Sandman, Super Sandman that has 300 milligrams. And the unique thing about a suppository, of course, it bypasses digestion. And it's kind of like a slow release into your bloodstream. But here's something that's interesting, Michael. The mitochondria, there's only two antioxidants that could get into the mitochondria. Do you know what those two are? Tell me. <laughs> Glutathione and melatonin. Ah. Those are the only two. So melatonin is, and your product has melatonin. So it's far more than just a sleep agent. It's an antioxidant. It's cancer fighting. So I'm just, I love the melatonin. Yeah, it's super cool. Now I don't take it every night just because, you know, just intuitively, I don't want to take anything every single night, but there's right. no research that shows it shuts down your endogenous production. Wow. That, that's cool. That's, I think, an interesting, interesting paradigm shift in how, how people should be thinking about it. Yeah, it's very cool. So I want to try your sleep agent, though, because I love the stuff in there. Um, I love glycinate, magnesium glycinate, glycine L-theanine. So I want to get this from you. I want to give this a shot. I love the name, too, Yawn. <laughs> What's in your nootropic? Is this one here? Or there are all, all three of these are nootropics, no? We Yeah, we have one called Rise. We have one called Sprint. And then we have the Omega-3 one. So Oh, cool. Panax ginseng. Yeah, so you got some... It's a lot of great products. You even have some gear and a frother and a, and a recipe guide. Yeah, the frother is cool for just mixing your MCT in, into your coffee. We throw it in for free if you if you buy a bundle of products. Yeah, it's all good stuff. I can say that like a lot of the excitement, a lot of the growth, a lot of the community around right now has been like ketone IQ is has been just grabbing the most headlines. But I you know stand behind all of our products. It's all it's all great stuff. It's like the ketone IQ is what seems to be grabbing the most like headlines and new customers and whatnot this day, these days. The name is great. I love the name. Good job getting it trademarked. It's a fantastic name too. So good job. It's got some great reviews as well. So it looks like, you know, it's actually, people are actually really enjoying it. So kudos to you guys. It's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, it's hard work. We've been at it for a few years. So. Yeah, I know. I know. So um, yeah, Michael, I want to thank you for coming on my show. And uh, this is actually the first time that I've had a conversation on exogenous ketones. I got to be honest with you. Every time somebody reaches out to me, no, I don't want to talk about it. No, I think it's a distraction, but I like the way we had the conversation. I like your research. I like your product. And I like the way that uh, you explained it, how it's a tool and it doesn't substitute doing the work. 
Oh, by the way, you know, let me let me test my glucose again. Yeah, before we we hop off here, and then we'll wrap up this conversation. While I do that, share where they could go check you out, social media, any other place. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Personally, I'm at BDM Runner, BDM underscore Runner. I'm a big marathon runner. It's something we didn't really really get into it yeah, right. I love at some 70 miles per week are you still doing that or you were doing that i'm doing like 50 but when i go into peak if i have a marathon coming up i, I definitely crank it up that's impressive dude oh man yeah and i do a lot of runs in a uh fasted state like i'll do like a 12 14 mile run and let do you take this like, yeah i'll take I, i'll take that or i'll even just not even have anything and just i'll have the ketones afterwards and i have a client you're gonna like this so my my client his name is Fed. If he's listening, I was actually just on a call with him yesterday. And he we were he was having some challenges. He's a he's a runner, not like you, but he does about 15 miles a day. We've been tweaking some things. He's not getting enough protein. I've been upping his protein, but he doesn't feel like as good as he wants to feel. So he actually took exogenous ketones right before his run, and he said he felt the best that he had felt in a while, energy wise. So, you know, there's something there with that, right? That's that's great. Did you say 15 miles a day? Yeah. That's a big number every day. Wow. It's uh, a big number. Yeah. <laughs> I no, just can't cap it off. Yeah. Find me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at BDM underscore runner. And then the company is called Health Via Modern Nutrition, HVMN for sure. You can find us at HVMN on everywhere. And we love hearing from people. We love hearing from people. Like shout us out. We love to chat. Yeah, tag tag them. Take a screenshot here. We'll uh, put everything down below. We'll have Rachel, our podcast notes person. Everything that Michael just mentioned, along with all the timestamps, all the links, all the coupon codes, everything to be found down below in the podcast notes. My glucose is sixty-eight, so went from sixty-seven to sixty-eight. That's pretty. That's nothing. It's pretty much stays the same. Pretty null. And I would say my commentary on that is like it's pretty low to begin with, and it sounds like it's a little bit lower than like even your your baseline is is normally so i i would be surprised if it like suppressed significantly beyond that what i'm really curious about is like what's your ketone levels because you probably just to guess like you probably had elevated ketone levels at the start like 1.0 or something if you're fasted worked out ate a low carb meal like you're probably you're probably already in ketosis yeah i was and, yeah and I was right before i even did the workout yeah um yeah i would have to go into the room and, and do all the testing but maybe i'll do it so here's what I'll do. I'll um, take my glute, my ketone readings right after I hit stop. I'll go into the bathroom because I have my meter there. And then when I record the outro, I'll share what my ketones are. Awesome. I'll share it with you too. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, go get all of your products. We'll put the link down below. Keto Camp at checkout along with all of your information. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for you and, and Jeffrey and the work that you're doing. I, I love the name Health Via Modern Nutrition. I think it's a fantastic name and it was a pleasure. I'm glad that you were the first person that came on my show to talk about exogenous ketones. So thank you. Absolute honor, Ben. Thanks for the time. Thanks everyone for listening in. I hope you enjoyed that fun conversation with Michael Brandt. If you want to check out HVMN products, Head to the link down below, and if you use the coupon code KETOCAMP, no space in between, camp with a K, KETOCAMP at checkout, you'll get 10% off your entire order. They have a whole bunch of awesome products. Check them out. Go follow Michael and Jeffrey and their company via their social media and their website. We'll drop links for that down below. 
And be sure to leave this episode a rating and review if you got any value from it. And maybe if you share it with a friend, you can make a difference for somebody in your life today. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.